Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Motor Up Sports. I'm your host, Kenny Eaton, and happy Saturday, guys. Sorry I couldn't get the episode out yesterday. I wanted to try to get it out today. Shorter episode, we're just going to focus on this phenomenal Lions game coming up on Sunday and some Pistons for a bit. I want to start with the Lions. This is our first big game in the city since 2017, guys. It is late in the season, and the Lions are playing a meaningful football game. I've been wanting one of my teams to play a meaningful game late in the season for so long, and it's finally happening. We have a meaningful game at Ford Field. You guys better be loud. You guys better be loud on Sunday because this is going to be the game of the year. This is it. This is your turning point of the season. Lions win this game. They go to the playoffs more than likely. It's a pretty clear path. They lose this game. It's probably over. You have to come out there this week and dominate. And I think the Lions will dominate, and I think the Lions will win. I'm going to chug all the Kool-Aid. We're chugging all the Kool-Aid tonight because we're winning on Sunday. I am so excited for this game. I have I forgot this feeling of, like, what it feels like to have a meaningful game deep in the season. You know, I remember, like, last year, Michigan, Michigan State's always the same feeling. Like, you just bash each other back and forth. That was a huge game. Really, for the state of Michigan, outside like Michigan and their playoff games, for Michigan State fans and Detroit sports fans, we haven't had a meaningful game since really March Madness. Final four against Texas Tech, Elite Eight against Duke. I mean, those are our last really big games in the Michigan-Michigan State, obviously, last year. But I am so excited. I just think that this is literally the story of the season. You win this game. You pretty much have a clear path to the playoffs from here. And Dan Campbell would deserve coach of the year if he does so. He's brought himself back from the dead. That that week three game against Minnesota, I doubt that's going to happen again on Sunday. Ten-point lead entering the fourth, and they found a way to lose that one. Whatever. Scratch it off. You have a big one tonight, tomorrow. I don't see the coaching blunders happening because I see the Lions winning by double digits. I see a two-possession win. The Lions don't win close games. The Lions win blowouts. And I think the Lions are going to win. I think the Lions are going to win and blow them out by two possessions. I think it's at least 10 points. That's how confident I am in the Lions tomorrow. You guys are going to call that take hot as hell. Look at all the Lions wins this year, and I'll pull them off. Week two, the Lions beat the Commanders by two possessions, beat them by nine. The Lions didn't win for a bit. They go out. They beat the Packers by six. They beat the Bears by one. They destroyed the the Giants by 11. And then they demolished the Jaguars last week. I don't want to do the math for that, but it was a lot of points. It's not going to be like a two-point win like Vegas is saying. Like, they're going to come out there. They're winning by two possessions. I'm calling it right now on record. I think Swift has a game of his life. He's looking back to what he was pre-injury. I want to see more of JMO. I don't want to see 100% JMO. I want to see JMO gradually work his way into playing at the end of the season. The last thing I need is him to blow out his ACL again. That's it. That's a season this year, next year, and then, you know, then it's two years out of football for him. I expect 50% snaps from JMO, 40% snaps, and then I want 75 next week, and then I want him back at 100. Ease him into the end of the season so we have him for the postseason. My expectation for JMO is three receptions for 38 yards this week. If they target him five times, he'll probably snag three. 
I would love for him to have a touchdown. I mean, Ford Field's going to explode if he scores a touchdown. I'm interested to see him in the gunner. But this is it. I mean, this is your big game that the city's been dying for for years. I've been dying for a big game. You guys have been dying for a big game. Everyone should be excited. Everyone is, I mean, the, this is just awesome. This is what the expectation should be for everybody, playing meaningful games late in the season. Because at the end of the day, this city's been dying for something. Dying! And they were dying for a story for one of our teams to make the playoffs. The Red Wings look like they're back. The Lions look like they're coming back, even though they were never there. And then the Pistons, they have their young core. Out of the three of those four teams in Detroit, we have hope here. The Lions have a lot of hope. Their draft picks are firing on all cylinders. It doesn't matter where the Lions draft, they're drafting an impact player. You go to the Pistons, Weaver brings in the right guys for the Pistons. Weaver's awesome at drafting. Now we got to put it all together on the floor. I don't watch a lot of hockey, but from everything I've been hearing, Steve Eisman's doing a phenomenal job here, and he's building back a dynasty in Detroit. The city's been dying for something, and the city's finally waking up just a little bit. And if the Lions win on Sunday, the city's alive again. I am so excited. I want to wake my way to Ford Field. I'm like that excited, and I hate going to Ford Field because I never walk out with a win. But this week, I'm so confident in a win. Kirk Cousins is going to show he is back to his 9-7 and seven self, not this 10-2 Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson, inconsistent player. Either he's going to drop 200 on the secondary, or Okuda's going to have my clamps, and you're going to see like a 40-50 yard game out of him. It's one or the other. If you get the 200-yard game out of Justin Jefferson, you're going to lose in a close one. You get the 40-yard Justin Jefferson, we contain the run, we put pressure on Kirk Cousins. And we've been so good at putting pressure on quarterbacks lately. That's why the main reason I think we're going to win is because we've been putting pressure on quarterbacks and we put no pressure on Kirk Cousins in week three. Hutch is going to be all over the place Sunday. James Houston is going to be all over the place. Paschal's back. Okwara's back. Likely back. You got Kirby balling now. Akuda's back. And at the end of the day, you didn't have St. Brown in the last seven minutes of the game. In, in the Minnesota game, the first time, you have a healthy St. Brown and you have a healthy JMO. I expect the Lions win on Sunday. I expect it. And this is not the same old Lions if they win on Sunday. They will do something this year. I want to move into a little bit about the Pistons. And one of the things I read on what on, uh, Pistons Muse was interesting, and I thought about it a little bit. I wanted to elaborate about it on the podcast. Basically, he said they should move Ivy to the bench because he can't play with Killian. This shot selection has been horrible because it's just not the way he's supposed to play. Ivy's ball dominant. Killian's ball dominant. They mentioned that in the tweet as well. And I agree. Killian deserves the job right now over Ivy. I'm not being completely honest with you. Because since Ivy's come back from that injury, he's not been that good. I'm fine sliding Ivy to the bench for a bit. I really want uh, Killian to be on this roster next year, but I think it's going to be difficult unless you have a team option on him that he'll be here because he looks like he could start on a few teams in the league. He's finally coming into his own player, and I think his 
until Ivy and Killian Loreal play together, you need Burks in the lineup. Or you need Magruder, just something else in that lineup. Because you need the bench is fine. I mean, they're sparking it fine. But I don't like Killian and Ivy on the floor together. And Jalen Duran with his first career start yesterday, double double in his first career start. He was phenomenal. Yeah, the Pistons lost, but you see the pieces, man. Like everything's starting to come together. Cade obviously is like out right now, and you can't see Cade with Ivy and Duran in the full picture. But I really, truly really think that we have the Duran has the potential to be the best out of all of them in this rebuild. Honest to God. I said it before, and I'm going to keep saying it. Athleticism is what he's playing off of. He's not playing off of skill. He's starting to hit a few jumpers. I saw one last night. That was kind of nice to see. He develops a midi. I'm telling you right now, it's over for the league. He's so dominant in the paint, and he's so strong and athletic that my comparison to him is Dwight Howard in Orlando. I mean, that's literally what Jalen Duren is. He's Superman. Dern's going to be special. Dern might be the best out of all of them at the end. Kate's phenomenal. Kate's going to be amazing. Ivy's going to be phenomenal. You have three guys right now. We're going to run this city in a high draft pick this year in a loaded draft class. I'm excited. There were some rumors, though. Um, Norland's Nall is getting looks at from Dallas. I think his value is, like, minimal. He does nothing on the floor. They should. You can't really play him is the issue. Like, I want to say they should play him to raise his trade value. But Stu's done nothing really wrong. Bagley's done nothing wrong. And Dern's the clear, or not the clear starter, but he's the starter right now. That I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm like, what can you realistically get from Dallas? Two second-round picks, maybe? Like in 2025 and 26 or something? I don't know. I don't know the market of New Orleans Noel. Maybe Max Kleber, but like even him, like Maxi Kleber is nothing. You're not getting a nice return on New Orleans at all, but if you could dump that cap and turn it into some draft picks, Weaver will get it done at the end of the day, no doubt. It's just interesting that a team full of big men is interested in New Orleans Noel. Just a weird rumor circulating. I'm like, really? Why would they be interested? And like New Orleans Noel is not a horrible player. He's just, I mean, he just doesn't fit the Pistons roster and he, he doesn't, he's just a good defender. He has no offense. If he had some offense to him, he would actually be one of the better centers in the league. I'm going to conclude this episode today with, uh, I'm going to conclude this episode today promoting my Depop page, Poshmark page. We have some vintage apparel for Motor Up Sports. Check out the page, Motor Up Sports, look up the username. Michigan, Michigan State, Tigers, Pistons, Red Wings. We have every, I have a lot of stuff to be sold. So check out that page. Uh, I'll be back again Monday recapping the weekend. Go Lions, go Pistons. Let's have a good weekend, guys, and let's finish strong.